You guys, I'm so excited. Today, I have Allison Fallen. She is the author of The Power of Writing It Down, as well as Packing Light and as Indestructible. She's a speaker and the founder of Find Your Voice, a community that supports anyone who wants to write anything. She has helped leaders of multinational corporations, stay-at-home moms, Olympic gold medalists, recovering addicts, political figures, CEOs, and prison inmates use the Find Your Voice method as a powerful tool to generate positive change in their lives. She has lived all over the country in the past decade, but now lives in Pasadena, California with her husband and her daughter. You can follow Allison at AllisonFallen.com. Allie, Allie or Allison? Which you one do you go by? Allie, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited too. So tell me, how did you, I always like to know, like, how did you fall into this I guess, role as far as other people write it down. I mean, usually a lot of times those things happen from personal experiences. Is that something that happened in your life? Absolutely. Yes. I always say that I stumbled into this work kind of accidentally because I always thought that I was going to be an author. I mean, I am an author, but that that was what, when I set out to have this career path, that's what I thought I was going to be doing was just writing books for the rest of my life. And um, when I uh, set off to write my first book. I just had no idea how challenging that journey was going to be for a bunch of different reasons. Um, but, um, you know, like part of which was just the actual act of getting the story down. And then part of which was navigating the, um, complications of the publishing industry. But after that experience, I just decided I didn't want anyone else to have to struggle the way that I had struggled to get their words on the paper. And so I started supporting other authors to help them get their their work, you know, outlined and then written and edited and published. And that evolved into the work that I'm doing today, which is not just working with authors, although I do a lot of that, but also working with people who aren't really sure if they have publishing aspirations, but really feel that they have something that they want to say, even if the thing that they're wanting to say is just to themselves. And so helping people adopt a journaling practice or helping people, you know, um, use the power of the written word to set and complete goals or to break a bad habit or to, you know, create a new neurological pathway for themselves. So there are a lot of different ways that we can use a tool like writing that don't involve necessarily publishing or publishing in the form of a book. And that's what I'm really passionate about today. So excited to talk more about that. I love it. Um, Yes. uh, So I have published one book. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in the process of the second, so I can relate to everything you just said. Um, uh, yeah, it's a whole different world. And I think that we all can relate to um, some things that we think is going to be easy and we set our minds out to do it. And then we realize that it's not as easy um, as as it can be. So um, today, a lot of people that are listening um, have the start planner and we are all about writing down our goals and our visions and our t- daily to-do lists and our self-help and and really uh, trying to be as efficient as in, and as uh, as possible with time. Mm. So, talk to me about your method as far as uh, writing it down and different self help methods and positive thinking. Yeah. Why? Why does this actually lead to change? Like, why does writing it down actually help? Well, the biggest reason that writing helps more than other methods is because writing helps us access a part of our brains that we don't normally access. It's not the only tool that will help you access that part of your brain, but to me, it's one of the most accessible, um, like easiest to use methods. And so that's why it feels so powerful to me. Um, But what it does is it helps you access the subconscious part of your brain 
that I reference in the book, I, I talk a lot about the limbic system. There are a couple different ways that you can talk about the different parts of your brain, but the limbic system, which is where all of our subconscious thoughts and ideas about our life and about the world are stored. Um, and it's, it's really necessary for us to access that part of our brain when there's a particular um, aspect of our life that we want to change. What most of us do is we try to create change from our frontal cortex. That's the part of our brain that we spend most of our time in. But the problem is because so much of our behavior is automated that it's born out of the thoughts and ideas that live in our subconscious mind. And so when we, um, when we try to create change from our frontal cortex, we can only access about you know, 10% of, depending on, on what study you look at, it's around 10% of our daily habits and behaviors. And so let's just say, for example, that at the beginning of the new year, you really want to like work out more often, right? I'm choosing the most cliche example, but um, you're like, yeah, I'm going to work out more often this year. That's what I'm going to do. And so you're like, I'm going to go buy the outfit and I'm going to like, you know, get the, the membership at the gym and I'm going to schedule out time and I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and it's for 30 minutes and it's going to be great. And for the first, you know, three weeks of the year, you probably do that because it's really top of mind for you and you're focusing you're using your frontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that helps you, um, create, you know, with logic and reason and to create a routine for yourself. And when you're thinking about it, that works great. The problem is eventually you will stop thinking about it every day. It won't be top of mind for you and you'll slip back into your old behaviors. That happens to most of us by the time February comes around, whatever we thought we were going to do in January, we end up not doing because we slip back into those automated behaviors, which are all born out of the thoughts and feelings about our life that live in our subconscious mind. So what writing helps us to do is helps us, helps us to access what's going on in our subconscious mind. So we can start to see why the behaviors that are automated in our life, why, why are we behaving in that way, responding in that way, reacting in that way? Where is that habit coming from? Then we actually have leverage and power to create some change because we can replace that old thought, idea, or belief with a new one and we can carve a new neurologic pathway, then we can automate the new behavior, behavior that we want to be um, present in our lives and we can start to see different outcomes. It's really remarkable when you start to see this process at work, how much more power and leverage you have to create change than you thought you did. And it doesn't take, you know, a lot of people talk about like discipline or willpower. When you can uh, replace the old thought or idea in your subconscious mind with a new one. It doesn't take an incredible amount of discipline or willpower in order to make a change in your life. It just, it, it actually comes quite easily. That's powerful. Um, so you're saying to make a real change, you need that leverage, right? Absolutely. Um, and then uh, just writing it down can really just help rewrite that subconscious mind and really tap into that because a lot of times it's the the subconscious mind that a lot of people don't talk about, but that's what generally makes us derail from our sticking from our goals or um, not making a change stick, you know, the yo-yoing and all those different things. So I think yeah, we don't talk about it. And also the thoughts and ideas that live in our subconscious mind, most often we don't know that they're there. Unless you're an extremely self-aware person, you probably don't know that those thoughts even live there. Here's a great example. Like when I teach writers workshops, one of the first questions that I ask is for people to tell a story about one of their earliest memories as it relates to writing. And there's a whole intention behind this, but a lot of times people will say like, I don't really know. I don't think I have an early memory as it relates to writing. And so I'll say, well, why don't you try to write it down? And the minute that they pick up the pen and put the pen to paper, usually something comes to them. It's usually like, oh, I forgot my 
you know, 11th grade English teacher, I worked really hard on this essay and I turned it into her and she ripped it apart and gave me a C minus. And there were all these, you know, corrections on my, on my paper or, um, another common one I hear is I recorded all my private thoughts and ideas in this journal and someone read it and then they shared it with a friend and, you know, it was really traumatic for me, but those, those, um, ideas about writing and about who we are as writers are living in our subconscious mind. And we don't think about them on a daily basis. We don't even know that they're there to the point that when I ask someone about it, they'll say, no, I don't really think I have one of those. But the minute that they put the pen to the paper, they find they do. And the truth of the matter is these ideas are driving the way that we behave on a daily basis and the way that we think about ourselves. And I'm curious if you agree with me this, a lot of times the subconscious minds, it's not even right. Like a lot of times those things are- It's narratives, it's things that have happened or have we think they'll happen or they've happened to other people and we absorb them. Um, like our subconscious mind like lies. Um, totally. So a lot of times we're being talked out of something that we haven't even started on premises that are not even factual. A hundred percent. Yeah, our subconscious mind, most of the time, because our subconscious is cemented pretty much by the time we're like 10 or 11 or 12, so a lot of the ideas that we have about the world were cemented into place through like, you know, at the time we were so young that it's like a child's um, way of making sense of the world around them. And so, yeah, exactly to your point, a lot of times we've made sense of a world in a way that fit for us when we were five, but it doesn't necessarily fit for us anymore. Right. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. So um, I am someone that wakes up. I used to wake up and jump directly into my to-do list and uh, try to like go after it. And I'm, I'm big on writing things down and retention. And I've actually repositioned a lot of my mornings. So I try to jump into scripture or motivation first yeah. um, and and also gratitude and just kind of priming myself for the day and then getting my to-do list. I'm still building that list for, for tomorrow today and just kind of constantly ever evolving. And I'm a big on writing and journaling, but I think for a lot of people, like they wake up, right. They have their coffee or their, you know, their tea or whatever it may be. And they're looking at a blank page and they're like, what do I do? Yeah. So what, what do you tell people in that instance? Well, there are a couple of different ways that you can approach this. Um, I think probably the easiest thing to do is to do what I call a free write, which is literally just to write whatever is going on in your mind at the time, which might to some people might feel a little bit overwhelming. Like, I don't really know what's going on in my mind, but if you have any kind of meditation practice or prayer practice or anything like that, it's a mindfulness practice that can be really, really effective for calming anxiety or for, um, you know, uh, like helping you focus on what really matters for a day on helping you like find and discover more meaning in your life. If you are able to take the thoughts that are spinning in your mind and simply just put them on the page. So it doesn't have to be complicated. It does not have to be grammatically correct. 
it doesn't have to be anything profound or interesting. It can, it doesn't even have to be sentences. It can be bullet points, but you could just literally bullet point some things that are going on in your brain. Sometimes for me, it ends up being kind of a to-do list because I think sometimes we don't realize like how much noise is going on inside of our heads simply because we're trying to remember, like, you know, um, don't forget to like drop my daughter off at the babysitter or don't forget to like, you know, take her bottle with you when you go or, um, don't forget you've got to pick up the dry cleaning or whatever it is that's going on in our brains. So sometimes we can clear out a lot of space in our in our minds simply just by taking the things that we're we're thinking about and and putting them on the page. If that feels incredibly daunting to you, there are a lot of different prompts that I give people, but I'll give a couple of really simple ones. So one, for example, is just to list 10 things that are true for you today. So it could be as simple as, you know, I hear birds chirping outside, or it could be as like deep or complex as I'm exhausted and I can't do this anymore. But there's something really powerful about simply telling the truth to ourselves on the page. And this is one of the great gifts of the writing process is that it reflects us back to ourselves. Um, And the truth, I say this all the time, has a really powerful reputation for getting us out of ruts. So if you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel like you're stuck, whether that's on the page or in your life, there's something about saying on the page, I'm exhausted, I can't do this anymore, that suddenly gives you clarity to know what the next step is that you need to take. So a prompt as simple as that, um, I don't know if it would be helpful for me to give you a couple of other prompts, but those are two really great ways to get started. I think those are, that's an amazing way. And sometimes it's just like you said, writing down and getting that noise that we all have in our brain, um, getting it out. Because a lot of times when we, we, we take time to plan and we get that noise out, that's where it can create space to, to take intentional steps on the things that we need to be focusing on. Exactly. Instead of being caught up in our minds thinking, you know, what should I be doing instead of just making the moves on where we need to move. So I think that's, that's a huge takeaway and that's a huge part of our planner and why we do what we do. Um, Cause it kind of, you know, our format is helping them. It prompts them to get the, yeah. them through that process. Um, Cause I just think it's so powerful. Yeah, it's, it really is. You know, I think we just don't realize how much stuff we're trying to hold in our mind at one time. So such a gift of having a planner too, is that you can, you can put it on the page, see what's in front of you. You can focus your attention toward what really matters. You can clear away the space for the stuff that just doesn't, that's just taking up room. Um, and you know, it's, it sounds small, but at the end of the day, it means we get to actually enjoy our lives. We get to actually focus on the things that really matter to us. And we get to forget about the stuff that just doesn't, doesn't matter at all. Allie, I just want to say, I have my book, um, sitting here in my hand, your, your book, not my book, your book, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I love the titles of both of your books. I think they're powerful and, um, they're great reads and, you know, one of the things that you talk about, and so I'm just saying that you guys, you guys need to check out her website and grab these books because <laughs> I think that they're super powerful. Um, but you talk about the hangup mm. and uh, what is that feeling and when should we listen to it? What is, what is the hangup that you talk about? Yeah, the hangup is that feeling you get in life when most things are going pretty well for you and you feel like you should be really satisfied with your life. Uh, but there's just something, there's just like a nagging feeling that something is off. So like you have a great job, you have a really, you know, um, happy partnership, supportive partner, you've got great kids, everyone's doing well, everybody's thriving, but you're just feeling like, man, something just doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm not engaged in my life. I feel like there's something that's off. And I think a lot of us 
talk ourselves out of feeling that way um, because we think, well, I should just be grateful for what I have. You know, I have like so many things that other people don't have and I've got it better than other people do. And even though these things are true, I think they can be really unhelpful to say to ourselves when we're in that space, because I believe that that nagging feeling that something is off is trying to tell us something. I believe it's trying to wake us up to something that we have to offer to the world, to contribute to the world that we, we may not be totally, we don't have words for it, we, but, but, it, but we know that it's there. So um, I encourage people through the process of writing to lean into that nagging feeling, to start to ask yourself the questions that you're wanting to ask, start to answer those, own question, those questions for yourself and to see where it leads you. It can be a little bit daunting because it, you know perhaps it leads you into like taking a leap to start your own business, uh, to leave the comfortable and secure job that you have, or maybe it leads you to, I don't know, take up some other kind of risk. But, um, but I really believe that, you know, we, uh, our lives, each of our lives has a, a unique purpose. No one else can contribute to the world what you have to contribute to the world. And, and I think that nagging feeling is, is inviting us in that direction. So personally, I have been in seasons of my life where I have felt like stuck um, or like I know something needs to change, but I can't quite change it. Um, I've even been in seasons where I've blamed myself for different things. Um, I've even been in places where it's been so much has been like I can make some decisions, but too many decisions. I get overwhelmed and I just like get to a place, honestly, of not caring. Yeah. Um, And it's, you know... I think that all of us can relate to all of everything I just said on different levels at different times. And I really had to learn to, and lean into that. And you say that that's not the case, that we're not committed or we're not enough or it's not undisciplined, um, that our lack of progress has nothing to do with our lack of effort. Why do you think that we really get stuck then or uh, we can't quite create those changes then in those different seasons? What's your take on that? Yeah, well, um, it reminds me that a lot of times I'll hear from writers, um, this this connects, I promise, but I'm going to start here, <laughs> that a lot of times I'll hear from writers, you know, I wish I could write like you do. I wish I could write so prolifically, but I don't have the discipline. I don't have the willpower for that. And I believe that there's just no such thing as not having this discipline or the willpower. It really is about tapping into, um, you know, it goes back to what I talked about with the subconscious versus the conscious mind, that as long as we're using our conscious mind to, to uh, like, you know, attack a problem or to answer a question for ourselves, if we're only accessing that part of our mind, which by the way, our frontal cortex is a really important part of our brains. I'm not saying, you know, that the frontal cortex is bad or that we don't need it. I'm simply saying if that's the only part of your brain that you're using to answer the big questions about your life or to figure out what you're here for and why you matter or um, to write words down on the page or any of these things that that you're really missing out on um, the power of your unconscious mind. And um, and that's what leads us to feel like, you know, I'm trying, trying, trying to do this thing and I'm not really making any progress. What What leads us to feel stuck when we can tap in to what's going on in our unconscious mind, what we find is that we don't have to work quite so hard to make things happen, that actually our brains are brilliant this way. We can actually automate, we can we can use the power of our brains to automate our own behavior so that we can start getting better outcomes. So when we think like, I just don't have the discipline to do that, my answer to that is there's no such thing as not having the discipline. What that tells me is you haven't quite tapped in yet 
to the thing that motivates and drives you to get out of bed every morning to feel like this is my life and I'm engaged in it and it matters and I have purpose. Um, once you can find that, once you can access that energy inside of yourself and pull it out, then you don't really feel like I'm, you know, I'm like working so hard and I'm not making progress in my life. And so the question would be like through the writing process, how could we help you access that life force that's inside of you? And I think a lot of times the, the hangup that we talked about is an invitation to access that life force. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes sense. I think that's, yeah, it does make sense. So I think that a lot of people though, just feel like this, right? Like I'm a writer, uh, writing is my creative outlet. It's a way to, for me not to have stress and anxiety and, you know, just mm -hmm. to honestly be able to really tap into my creative potential. And you talked about energy. Um, I'm a big, big fan of, um, you know, the quality of energy and, and making sure that, you know, and writing is just an aspect for me, but for some people, they might say writing's just not for me. That's not, you know, that's not something I do. Um, what do you think writing is something, why do you think it's something that anyone could do or should do? But a lot of our ideas about writing come from a cultural understanding we have that writing is for certain people and not for others. And I just debunk this idea completely. I think it's like the most insane, insane, um, like conclusion that we could come to about the writing process. It would be like saying about a child, you know, like, I wonder if he's going to be a talker. I wonder if she's going to be a talker. We assume that as long as, um, you know, like normal development takes place, that a child is going to communicate verbally because this is part of the, the development process. And the same would be true with the written word. I don't think that there are certain people who are writers and other people who aren't writers. I think writing is communication. Writing is spirituality. Writing is self-discovery. Writing can be therapy. Writing is so many things that all of us should have access to that it's just bizarre to me that we would put these, you know, like a small group of people over in this elite club where they get to be writers and nobody else gets to have access to that. Um, especially to, you know, writing is one of the most powerful tools we have at our disposal to create positive change in our lives. It has a powerful impact on our physical health. It has an amazing impact on our mental health. It's incredible for emotional health. It's a great pairing tool with therapy. Uh, if you're not seeing a therapist, it can be a great introduction to therapy. It can be a really great tool for self-therapy. So it just has so many benefits to offer us. I would say like, why on earth are we limiting this tool to, for only a certain group of people to use? And the other thing too, in the modern world, I ask this all the time when I speak to groups of people, I'll say like, how many of you in here would consider yourself a writer? And usually it's, you know, a small fraction of the room will feel comfortable raising their hand, calling themselves a writer. And then I'm like, how many of you in here write, compose, and send at least three text messages or emails every day? And of course everyone's like, oh yeah, of course I do that. How could you, could, you would have a hard time getting through a day in the modern world without doing those things. So if what it takes to be a writer is to write, and if we're writing every single day, as a means of communication at the very least, then why are we counting ourselves out as, as a writer? Why is it so hard for me to own the identity of writer? So what my, what I advocate for is just a broadening of this term that just because I'm a writer doesn't mean that I have to publish. It doesn't mean that I have to write a book. Um, but it means that, you know, as a business owner, I'm going to get on Instagram and I'm going to write things there. And I want to really communicate what I mean to communicate with my words. I want to be very intentional with them. It means that, you know, I have a, a journal or a daily writing practice that's just for me that I don't show anyone else. 
but I use it as a way to, you know, process what's going on in my life and really understand how I feel and what I think about things. And it means that I send text messages that are important to family and friends. And I want to really make sure that I'm clear and I'm communicating what I mean to communicate. And it means that I can send an email. It doesn't have to be a crippling thing for me to send an email that, you know, tells a hard truth or encourages someone or congratulates them so that when I sit down to the page to write something, I don't feel um, that so many of us feel that sense of like dread about the writing process. And what I want to say is the written word is so powerful. It's powerful to change your own life. It's powerful to forge a connection with someone. It's powerful to share your life and your story with the world. So let's not dread the written word. Let's embrace it. And, and I hope I can teach people a little bit more about how to do that. I love it. And I think everything that you said is so, so powerful. Well, let, I could literally interview and talk to you all day long because um, there's so much alignment. But let's end on this question. The idea of finding your voice um, seems to be at the core of what you do. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about your organizational process or your mental process or how it led you to this book um, and the idea of finding your voice and how people, how other people can utilize it in their own life and their own purpose and their own world? Yeah. Well, this takes me back to, to my personal experience with writing my first book. My first book came out in 2013. I, I quit my full-time job in 2010 to start writing that book, thinking it would take me six months. And I, I really, I did this because I knew somewhere deep in my gut, I couldn't explain it. I didn't have words for it, but I knew that I had something that I wanted to say and that I wanted to share with the world. For me, it was in the form of a book. And I set off on this journey to figure it out. And I thought it was going to be quick and painless and ended up being three years of a lot of ups and downs, a total roller coaster, a lot of roadblocks, a ton of rejection, a complete, um, uh, you know, just a journey for me of transformation. And it was such a victory for me when I finally, at the end of 2013, finally published that book. But like I mentioned earlier in this conversation, I, at the end of that process, I was like, man, did it have to really be that hard? And there are aspects of the creative process for all of us that are just hard, no matter how you swing it. Like I always say creativity, just because you're confused or stuck or lost, doesn't mean that you're, you're failing at your creative process. It actually means you're doing the creative process because creativity is about moving into the chaos and making sense of the chaos. So if you feel like you're moving into the chaos, great. You're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. (laughs) However, I wish there had been someone there along the way who would say to me, this is great. You're doing it. You're on the right path. You, you know, you have something unique and special to offer to the world because I knew that in my gut that I did, but I kept doubting myself and feeling confused and feeling lost and feeling stuck and almost giving up. And what I wanted to do at the end of that process was just be a voice to other people who were standing where I stood and just say, you're on the right track. Just because you feel confused, just because you feel lost doesn't mean that you're lost. It just means you're on the journey. So keep going, keep doing this. And, um, and you know, I wish that there had been someone who could tell me that, that um, it was going to be worth the effort at the end of the day. So for people who are listening, again, not everybody's journey is going to be a book. This is this book for me. I wrote this book because I wanted to, to, I wanted there to be a resource for people who didn't necessarily have publishing aspirations, although some may, but who know deep down inside that you have something you want to offer to the world. You have something unique, something different, something special that no one else has. You want to find a way to uh, follow the invitation, go inside of you, pull out that that life force, that energy, to follow it with your life and to really at the end of, of your time here on this earth say, 
I did it. I did what I came here to do. You know, I lived out my purpose in this lifetime. Um, and if you're wanting to do that, but you're feeling like you're not really sure what to do next, or you're not even sure, <laughs> you're just like, I think that I feel like that's true, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I kind of also doubt myself. Maybe I don't really have a, anything that great to offer. The writing process is an amazing tool to help you answer your own questions, find your own way, know the next step in the journey, remind yourself of who you are, what you're here for, why you matter. And I wanted to offer with this book a way for people to engage with that process, no matter who they were. So I hope this book does that for people. Um, I really hope it's an encouragement. I hope it's a light on the horizon. I hope um, it encourages people to step out and to follow their creative dreams and aspirations. And that no matter where that takes them, I hope it makes them feel like they're contributing their best self to the world. I love it. Um, Allie, thank you so much for sharing your message with the world and sharing with all of us today. Can you let everyone know where they can find you to follow you, to get these books, um, all that good stuff? Yeah. So find me on Instagram at Ali Fallon. That's the social media platform that I'm most active on. So if you want to like keep up with me and what's going on with the book and in my life, you can find me there. And then also findyourvoice.com. You can either join our writers club there and get free prompts to your inbox every Monday morning. Um, or we have lots of other products and services if you're looking to write a book or if you want to just get in a daily practice of writing that we have plenty of options there for you. So findyourvoice.com. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much again, Allie. And you guys, we will be back next week for more. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.